leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as premium unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Okay, good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. Get in early so we can get you in line and answer those questions we are buchanan service centers 50th and dodge 80th and dodge guaranteed breaks 49th avenue dodge where we do breaks right the first time this is an interactive call-in show where you call in with the questions or uh comments or looking for a new car used car trying to figure out why your check engine lights on trying to figure out a lot of different things you know cars are complicated yeah, yeah. not much to them yeah <laughs> yeah they what <laughs> Not much to them. Didn't me. Didn't used to be much to them. You know, back in the days where you had all the car breeders and stuff. Way yeah. back when. Then we added on. And then we added all the emission controls, and then they got yeah messy and terrible. And then we went to fuel injection, and they didn't get much better. And then I was on Kelly Blue Book the other day, looking up the value of a car. And I mean, just the amount of options you have to check is unreal. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Let's go back 50 years and see if any of these are on. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't ask for a bumper or the sunroof or premium wheels or. Yeah. You had options like seat belts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Carpet. And once we've, uh, we kind of talked about how, you know, we kind of got out of carburetors and oh, that was great. I mean, carburetors weren't too bad when they were just carburetors. When they put all the emission control stuff in it. Um, and they became more than a carburetor. Yeah. It just became horrible. Then they went to fuel injection, and that kind of was okay until they figured that out, and now it's great. And then we went over into direct injection, and uh, that that creates its... A little gray area here so far, but... Yeah, well, it creates more horsepower. It creates more fuel economy. It's just that... More uh, carbon in the engine. More carbon in A lot of carbon. It's our most noticeable... A ton of carbon in the engine. (laughs) It's it's just doesn't... Things don't get cleaned off like the, the detergents they put in gasoline doesn't clean all that gook off. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton. There really is. So, I don't know. So, I ran across an article the other day. This is kind of interesting. You know, all this, the snow that they've had in uh, Colorado, uh, California. Okay. Um, and not, now that everything's kind of washing down, well, they had two farmers there that decided they had a, a levee wash out. So, how do you do that? How do you fix that, Kyle? A levee that's washed out? Yeah. Um well, it's easy. I'll tell you how it's easy. Okay. So they both got a mid-90s Ford pickup and a mid-90s Silverado. They filled the back end of a full of dirt and just drove it off into the levee. And now they just plugged up the hole. 
They were running trucks. They didn't have to push them there. They drove them there. Well, yeah, it's California. Those things are still pristine. I know. They're, <laughs> they're still pristine. <laughs> I, oh. I guess, you know, maybe the expense of what was going to go down uh, was a lot more than just getting rid of two trucks. This is the evolution of that Dutch boy with his finger in the dam. Yep. Yep. Well, the only <laughs> Nowadays, we got to use a full-size pickup. Yep. The only thing you could, yeah, it was full-size truck. You, only thing you could see was just F-150 right in the corner. And then the uh, the guy just, he put the gas pedal down and you could see him uh, put it into gear and then got out of the way and- Bingo. Ooh, off it went. It, it, you know, and farmers have been doing that for years. They have. I mean, I've got a I'm... parts grab spot up north of Fort Calhoun that is just a pile of old cars. Mm-hmm. They usually they just drive the wall up. You just drive them to the bank and tip them over and let them go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of wonder how much trouble they're going to get into with all the stuff that was, of course, it was a running vehicle and you know, environmentalists and everything else. But yeah. for now, it plugged the hole. It worked. Problem solved. Yeah. That's end of story. You can go find that on YouTube. People, I'm sure you can get to watch it. It was kind of an interesting way. Uh, I wasn't sure what he was doing until it went off the deal. And it's like, oh, well, look at that. Hey. Solved the problem. Wish All I right. could have been there for that. You could have sold tickets. <laughs> We're going to head over to Doug. Doug's got a 03 F-250. Doug, what's going on today? Hey, good morning. I've got the, uh, it's a V10 with 134,000 miles on it. I, I think you said it was a Ford F-250, 2003. Mm-hmm. And I never had any trouble with it until this last year, and I was blown three spark plugs. And I had a guy that uh, used a kit where I understand that they just kind of drill new threads, and then they put in a, a spark plug that's not really the original spark plug that it calls for. It's kind of a shorter one. And the truck doesn't really have any power. And I took it to another guy after those three, you know, spark plugs were replaced with new coil pack. And he said that's not really a good solution. And so I've been kind of looking, and I've heard that there's an insert that you where, where you drill a whole new hole. But I'm just kind of wondering, you know, is that a good solution, or do you have to just replace the whole head? No, no. So um, used to be when this first came out, and, and first of all, it's back. We'll back up just a little bit, and the reason that that has a problem is because Ford designed that with about the, the spark plug had ten or fifteen threads on it. Only about two of them become useful. Yes, two or three become useful, and that's what's in the head and all that pressure that's going up and down. They just give up. So what you used to do is helicoil those, and the helicoil just wasn't. It, it's what you had at the time. Well, now they've come out with something called Time Cert. It's it's a company that makes a whole kit. You know, we've got the whole kit. We've even got a kit that goes uh, double oversized because we've ran into situations where somebody's repaired it and screwed it up, and now it's it's a it's a monster hole. So now we've got these that that can actually do that. So um, every time that okay. we every time that we have done it, it's been successful and hasn't had an issue. Okay, well, that's so, good to hear. Yep. yep. Are, so, you, are you at that solution that I already had done? Is that the helicoil you were talking about? No, nope, no. Nope. Helicoil was kind of the first round of what they had, but no. Yeah, that's probably what they did to your yeah, truck. Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. That's probably Which, what they, I mean, oh. it's the repair that there was back in that yeah. day, and a lot of shops still use them, but, I mean, you're getting the same end result that you came in with. You got two, three threads hanging the spark plug in the hole. And, you know, now they've improved that to where this one is utilizing more of the threads. 
Yeah. Yeah. We, well, we've done a lot of them. We have, we have a customer probably listening now. We did it to his V10 and he hasn't had a problem since. And I bet you we've done with 10, we've probably done 20, 30 of them. And, mm-hmm. uh, they're getting less and less because that truck's kind of going away a little bit. But, um, yeah. every time we've done it, we've always been successful. I've never had them come back for that problem. And you can do them one or two at a time. You can do one bank. You can do them all. It gets kind of pricey because it's, it's time consuming and you got to be careful. So, um, but yeah, no, it's fixable. Okay. And you know, another thing that was a little strange when the spark plugs were first blown out, of course, the check engine light would come on because of the misfiring. Right. Well, when I took it in and they, you know, because it's kind of sputtering and even dying occasionally and, and doesn't have the power. I don't have any check engine lights on. You know, you know, so is that, does that sound? Is Are that, you still misfiring yeah. or do you just have the no power issue? Yeah, it's just no power and it kind of sputters, you know, when it, while it's warming up, it'll even die a few times. Well, I mean, but there's no, you could have other things too that's going on besides what we just talked about. Yeah, that and Ford. Ford's readiness monitors are very slow compared to every other vehicle on the road. I mean, I've unplugged cam sensors, and you can get three test drives out of it before you're ever going to see a light, and the sensor isn't even plugged in. Yeah, it should come on. There is something that they, in Ford's, in, in, a, in our scanners, in a, in, a, in a more expensive scanner, you'll have what you call Mode 6 in there. Mode 6 will grab misfires where it won't, you won't see them, a part store that checks the Check engine light may not see them, but we can actually see them because it, it's more of a, a deeper dive into the misfire counters. Okay. Now, so. now here's the big question. Uh, you know, it's a V10, and I've had three of these blown out in the last six months. Should should I expect the other seven are going to blow out? Eventually, probably. Yep. Yep, you will. It kind of all depends. You could probably flip a coin on it. I would... If it was my truck, the next I would probably run it till the next one happened, and then I would do them all. Yeah. Come see us when you're ready. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> you bet, Doug. Appreciate the call. All right. We're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We'll be back with the callers in just a minute. All right, everybody. The big man himself. That's right. The head of Marvel Comics is coming down to the meeting today to hear what we've got on his latest superhero, Mechanic Man. So it better be good. Stevens! What? Uh, 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 yes, Stevens, sir? how's that Mechanic Man jingle coming along? Uh, the Mechanic Man jingle? Yeah, the one you were assigned to produce last week. That's what the big man from Marvel wants to hear. So let's hear it. Oh, okay. Uh, you you want to hear the jingle now? Well, why else would you be here, Stevens? That's what you were hired to do. Now you better sing me the most beautiful, clever, catchy, soothing jingle I've ever heard. Or you can pack up your knickknacks and hit the road. Uh, yeah, sure. Here we go. Um, I, I, I've got the jingle done. You know, uh, of course I do. <laughs> you know, my, my throat's a little dry, though, so, you know, it might be uh, better to wait a few days until after we... Leroy! Yes? Leroy, get this man some water. Yes, sir. Now sing to me. Okay, all right. Here here he goes. Here, here's the jingle uh, that I definitely wrote before today. Mechanic man... A mechanic man, he does whatever a mechanic can. Mechanic man, mechanic man, he does whatever a mechanic can. 
He's a man. He's mechanic man. Oh my God, Stevens. That was absolutely brilliant. Amazing work, Stevens. You've done it again. Well done. Oh my goodness. That jingle is already stuck in my head. That's all I'm thinking about. Mechanic man, mechanic man. Does whatever a mechanic can. Mechanic man, mechanic man. Does whatever a mechanic can. He's mechanic man. Mechanic man, mechanic Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is that number to get in. Get in early so we can answer the questions. We're going to shoot right, right over to Patrick. Patrick's got a... What? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A Jim. Jim, 09 Dodge Avenger. Jim, what's going on today? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, on Friday, my grandson rolled his uh, Dodge, pulled it, Airbags did not deploy, and he was not hurt. My question is, is there any way to tell if a, uh, airbags are going to deploy before the accident or check on them you know, what was wrong, why they didn't deploy? Well, when he rolled it, was there any collision with the front end, or what caused this accident? Uh, he, he rolled into a steep ditch, and it rolled over when it got to the other side of the ditch. And so it... Uh, it, it, the front end probably was damaged. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it depends on where it was damaged and just how close to that sensor it is. So that that sensor more or less just kind of, and there, there's different designs of it, but for the most part it has a big magnet with a big ball on there. And when you delodge that that ball off that magnet. You create a ground. You create, <laughs> you create a connection and boom, it off it goes. So in theory, if that didn't happen and then it's still being held on there then those sensors should be fine um is there any way and, and i've seen cars that have been hit in the front and airbags didn't come off and they should have gone off but it just didn't hit it in that particular spot yeah and then spot sensitive i mean they put them in a vulnerable spot on the front bumper area and you know from what it sounded like if you go into a ditch and you know you're going on wet concrete or slick concrete then you hit grass. I mean, it's going to be inertia. It's going to cause yeah. a roll. But, you know, if it was of low impact. They, they, they probably wouldn't probably have gone off. To answer your off. question, can you go in there and kind of check them? Well, you can kind of probably go in and check their readiness as far as, uh, you know, are they working? Are they live? Are they ready to mm -hmm. go? Um, Aside you know, from taking a sensor and smacking it with a hammer. And yeah, they you blow can't. Up, no. They're, no, no. So they're, they're pretty much going to, if you don't have a light on and everything, no ABS light, airbag, not ABS, but airbag lights are on. I would say they're up and ready to go. There's not really any great way that I that we've come run across to mm. test them that way. And yeah, you can't right. you can't test them because you don't want to test them. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd say you got lucky. I'd say uh, you, you is the car still salvageable? Got to roll it back over and can drive it again. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely not. Yeah, you know, I, I've seen people hit a, just a pothole or a curb or something just right, 
and there's not much damage in the front end, and the airbag went off. So I've oh, seen them both ways. Two years ago, when I hit that deer, I mean, it tore the whole front end apart, and the radiator's sitting on the ground in my truck, and no airbags. Yeah, yeah. It takes a certain amount of a impact to get those to go. Yep, it does. Well, good, he wasn't hurt. So, uh, yeah, I hope that answered your question. Okay, thank you very much. You bet, Jim. Appreciate the call. Yeah, airbags are kind of a weird thing. It just kind of depends, you know, side impact. Just yeah. And there's certain standards to them, so you can't just say, you know, this is going to be this way and this is going to be this way. They're kind of all underneath that same standard. So yeah, we're going to head over to Patrick. Patrick's got a 01 S550. Patrick, what's going on today? Hey guys, uh, I'm just calling about that guy that had the V10 with the spark plugs blowing out. Yeah, and this is kind of a what in the world question. Uh, I got one in my service truck. And it's a Ford Reman, mm-hmm. and it still blew the plugs out. Yep, yep. Why? Why in the world they knew it was a problem? Well, because it, because it got past the thirty six thousand miles, and it becomes your problem. That's why. <laughs> it's my opinion. There, there's, well, there, there's a brand new Reman engine. They covered several of them under warranty. Yep. Sure. But, I mean, if it's a known problem, why didn't they fix it at the reman facility? Agreed. You know, we did one years ago when we just when we changed a motor, went to put spark plugs in it, and luckily we put spark plugs in it while it was still sitting on the ground and we didn't go through the whole nine yards of putting it in because a lot of times your spark plugs can be your last thing you do. And we, we had two of them. The threads weren't even there. Oh, sure. They weren't even there. And that was before we had this um, fix of this of this time cert, this company that made this. And we had to send it back and get a different reman engine. But, yeah, you're right. It's the, the design flaw from Ford and that particular truck that ran so many years, there's just literally three threads that hold that spark plug in. And it was just, it's going to give way. And it, I'm surprised it doesn't do it more than what they thought, or what it, more than what it does. I mean, secondly, I mean, I've put in reman motors from GM, Ford, Dodge. Mm-hmm. You know, they're selling them, but that motor isn't being remanned at Dodge, Ford, somewhere GM. else. Yeah. They're going to a reman facility and buying their engines. So, do you think if they, they knew it was a problem, they'd go ahead and put them inserts in right then and there? But no, no, uh, no. They didn't fix that problem. They didn't fix that I Ford problem. Yeah, they didn't fix that Ford problem until they went to the kind of the Coyote engine. And then they seemed to solve that problem, and then they also solved the coil problem kind of at the same time. Yeah. The only problem that they that seems to crop up a little bit now is maybe every thirty to 50,000 miles you're putting spark plugs in, in those engines, which that's, leaks. that's okay. That's easy, <laughs> you know. But you're right. You're right. The, everybody's got it. We're, not, we're picking on Ford a little bit, but – Everybody's got their mistake and blunder that they don't seem to want to fix because uh, once it gets past it X amount of time, that then it's your deal or our deal, my deal. Well, you know, I worked for John Deere for a while, and it was the same thing. They had a known problem, and you get a reman, and it's still got the same problem. It's they they just don't fix stuff like they need to. So it's just a little gripe for you this morning. No, <laughs> I did. I, I'm with you. I'm right there. We yeah. gripe all the time. Keeps us busy. I mean, we're not, we're griping on one side and, and uh, happy on the other as far as yeah. that goes. But yeah, Job no. security. yeah, it is. It is a little bit. We hate to see them go away, right. but thanks. Patrick. All right. Thank you guys. Like you bet. Show. 
Appreciate the call. Yeah, you know, we've talked about that many a times on the air, and we've talked about it, you know, personally. It's just that uh, yeah. why why did they change what was great? And I just kind of always jokingly say, well, the uh, that, that particular engineer moved on and went to somewhere else, and they hired a new guy. Yeah. But, you know, they, they took a great part that's lasted forever, and, and it was just a great thing to do, and uh, they've done it for years and years, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, they must have got somebody new because they changed it. Yeah, look at oil filters. We're yeah. going back to primarily canister oil filters. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with a spin-on soda can-looking oil filter? Yeah. They, they probably <laughs> they work great. Yep. They're reliable. They're reliable. You don't have the plastic piece in the bottom. It's got to be uh, into the bottom of the block. So if you actually in there in a spot that they get hit, you ruin the whole block. Yeah. So let's put this. Piece you know, of plastic, and we're going to screw that into a piece of aluminum. You know, we were just talking about in it. we were talking about that yesterday about how the uh, the canister air, uh, oil filters. There's you can see the media. Mm-hmm. It's there's less to it. Yeah, but it costs five dollars more. Isn't that something? And when you got the old screw on filter, that you've got the filter and you got the uh, O ring, the case, the whole deal, the, the whole deal, the pop off valve, the whole nine yards, and that's five dollars cheaper than what the other one was. Yeah. I, I don't know. Must it, be the O-ring. It must be the O-ring. Yeah, the yeah. O-ring. You got $7 O-rings, I suppose. Yeah, some cases you get a drain plug gasket. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're complaining. We shouldn't be complaining. Yeah. We love it. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We'll be back in a minute. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show, 558-1110. The numbers to get in. We are uh, Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge and 80th and Dodge. Uh, stop in and see us. We're going to shoot straight into the calls and go to Dwayne. Got an 11 town car. Dwayne, what's going on today? I bought this car here a number of years ago, and, and then I realized that the, the left um, uh, low beam light on the driver's side was sticking up in the air. So I set it down where it needed to be, but then it brought the, uh, the high beams down also right in front of the car. Are they tied together, or is there something I'm missing? I've only got one screw up there on each side. Mm-hmm. So are these individual headlights, or is this a whole composite light? Composite. It's a composite. So, yeah, I mean, you're probably, when you're adjusting that, you're adjusting the entire assembly. Mm-hmm. You're, you're adjusting... Basically, both uh, the the headlight's going to sit in one spot and it's not going to move. You're adjusting the deflector down or up mm-hmm. is what you're doing. So yeah, it, it I would adjust it back to where it was, or can you? Well, I I, I can, but it, uh, the uh, the low beam was sticking up in the air. I thought way too high. So well. Get a good look at how those bulbs are in there, because if somebody's got that thing not seated in there right, you can end up with this issue. Yes, they're a little bit. It's a little bit of an art, as it's, Kyle and I both know. Is it's it, got to go in there one way, but it can go in a million. Yes, yes, it's got to pop in a certain way, and once you pop it out of there, it's easy to pop out. It's getting it oh, back yeah. in that can be difficult, and sometimes what we do is we go over to this the headlight that we didn't look at or mess with and see how it is and see how the cuz the tangs on it will be different for if you get a 006 and a 007 or excuse me a 005 and a 006 they're different bulbs they look a lot the same but they're not correct mm-hmm. and okay. that's 
So they either got the wrong bulb in there and it's just in as best as they could get it or they didn't get it in and seated properly. That's why your low beam was up or down versus the other way. Good enough. Well, hey, I appreciate it. I enjoy listening to you folks. Yeah, appreciate the call. Headlights are a pain. There's another thing. That, oh, my gosh. You know, that's. Uh, I wish I could be in the room and the manufacturers that say, you know. Let's let's make it so you can't change the headlight without taking the front bumper off. Yeah, yeah, adding a whole bunch of deal. I, this is there's something. There's a lot of cars that we get that bumper off or halfway off. Yeah. Just to put a bulb in. Yeah. And, you know, there was a couple of Volvo. Volvo come out with a good one. It's just pull, snap, out it comes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, why make it difficult? We know we're going to have to change them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like changing oil. You know yeah. you're going to do it. We don't hide the gas uh, filler neck, do we? No. no. We used to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to. You're right. We used to hide it. Well, that was for certain years. But, uh, yeah, we don't generally hide it like that. So let's just make it easier for everybody. All right, we're going to head over to Jan. Jan's got a uh, question about spark plugs. Well, more of an observation. Uh, I was listening to the gentleman saying that he, you know, they're popping out on him. One thing, I'm a, I'm actually a boat mechanic, but I'm sure they're the same thing. You're saying there's only like three threads holding those in, and I, from experience, know that if you over-tighten those, you can mash those threads, and then you have nothing left to hold those in. So we were very cautious about over-tightening spark plugs. Uh, true. Very, very, very true. You're right. It's just when you give a spark plug and you have uh, all the threads, because I mean, you've seen spark plugs. Some spark plugs have, you know, five to ten threads. Some have 25 threads. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. there's just no reason for and, and you've seen, if you've worked on boats, I mean, how many threads are in a boat motor as far as how many threads that go down in the cylinder head? I mean, it's more than well, that. It depends on the size of the motor, obviously, but, I mean, uh, the bigger, more pressure that motor produces, the more threads are going to put into it, allowing that to have more grip yeah. power. which would stand a reason. You're going to have more pressure, more compression. You need more threads, and uh, that's just the way it was across the board with that, with that particular engine for so, so many years. Yeah, and you're right. Tor- yeah. Torque will make a, a big effect on that, but, you know, we, we had them blown out before they were actually – had been replaced so that's oh, the yeah. way they come from the factory thousand miles yeah and i think they've seen since seen the error of that particular way but you know that's just something that it's you just don't see that hardly at all in any other manufacturers no you probably don't right, see it at right. all in, in boats at all I, i've never you know don't, no yeah it's only when they're either over tightened or they didn't tighten them enough then they will blow them out yeah. but uh, I drive an F-150, so when, hearing this stuff makes me a little nervous. Of course, mine's an 18, so I don't think that has a problem. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. They, they fixed that problem already. Yeah, good. <laughs> you have other... All right. Well, gentlemen, I thought I'd uh, make that assessment, and uh, thank you for the, the talk show. We really appreciate listening to you guys every weekend. Well, thank right. you. I appreciate the call. All right. Take care. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you know, it's uh, – and, and like you mentioned before, we're, we're picking on Ford a little bit, and that's not just their deal. There's there's other things. Chevy has their – they should have their lifter problems. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. Water we, pumps. I bet I put more Chevy water pumps in than anything else. Yeah, yeah. And we did should, one this morning. We should have been able to figure out this LS motor with the uh, with the lifter problem a heck of a long time ago, shouldn't we? Yeah, but it's the LS motor. I know. But still, <laughs> I now we're we're still coming up, and, and now General Motors, when they had COVID go on, they had a whole 
whole uh, mess of them that weren't right in 20 and 21 that were ruining engines and going bad and blah, 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 blah. And it's just, it just seems like somebody needs to get fired. We need to hire a new guy. Yeah. I and mean, we need to hire a new lifter engineer to solve that problem. Yeah. And I mean, Dodge had problem with their active fuel management. Yep. I mean, it's just the way that they tried, but. Well, and the, if they had more oil pressure on the Dodges, it, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't halt have as much problem as it has. Oh, I agree. They've right. got oiling problems to go to the top end, and that's why you have lifter problems because there's just not enough oil sitting in an idle getting to those things. So, yeah, just a little bit inside there. All right, we're going to head over to Dave. Dave's got a 16 Jeep Patriot. Dave, what's going on? Um, my Jeep's got uh, 30,000 miles on it, which is the time to replace the spark plugs. And as I'm getting ready to replace them, I see that um, some sites recommend that you put anti-seize uh, on the plugs before you replace them, which I'm, I'm kind of used to doing in other vehicles. But other sites say that putting the anti-seize on the threads of the plug will, will change the torque settings that I should use when putting those plugs in. Have you guys heard anything like that? Or Well, first of all, I mean, you're not going to change the torque spec that much. That much. I mean, you're talking about a newton meter. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what I would think. Yeah, you're not going to go. Yeah. It's not going to be different by the means of fifty. It might be a one. So I I wouldn't worry that too much. To be honest okay, with yeah. you, I mean, I don't use anti-seize when I put spark plugs in. Yeah, and I if, mean, oh, if you're oh. clearly, I mean, you're into maintenance. I mean, you're going to have them out of there before they have any chance to seize that. And right. You're putting steel into aluminum. I mean, that's going to get. I mean, there's a fair amount of heat around it is i don't think it's going to seize two other things okay two other things with that is, is if you put anti-seize on it if you decide to a little bit goes a long way you don't have to paint, okay you don't have to paint those up until they look nice and, and uh, silver you just put a little strip on one side of the plug down just a, a little bit a, a little dab will do you with that as you screw okay. the spark plug in it will get threaded there and then the other thing is is that if you put too much of that in there you're ruining the contact of the ground that goes from the spark plug to the block. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And we've had them okay. come in before, and we had misfires, and we pull it out, and it looks like this thing was gooped. It was gooped terribly. Looks like somebody used a four-inch paintbrush to put these uh, the anti-seize on there. I know a guy. So, <laughs> we we cleaned it all out, and uh, you know sprayed it all out with brake clean, and got it all off of there. Put a new set of spark plugs in. Misfire gone. So, okay, a little dab will do it. But I also okay. agree. Yeah, that, Go ahead. Just, uh, um, another question is: um, so many vehicles today go 100,000 miles with um, recommended spark plug replacement. Yeah, on this one, that. my manual says 30,000. Do you know why that's so low on on that vehicle? Maybe they used a copper core plug. I mean, it's a matter of what plug you put in there, more or less. So you, they use a cheaper plug. That's what it boils down oh, to. So that's the whole thing. I mean, should I put a better one in there, or, or should I stick with what they um, recommend on that? You know, you in, in spark plugs, what I've always done in the, in the past, you can go up in quality, but you don't want to go down. So okay. if you have a, a, a platinum or a ruthium, a ruthium is the, the top of the top, um, you don't want to go down to a resistor plug because the computer uh, doesn't know what you've just done, and it's 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 depending on certain resistances, and it needs that. So yeah, if, oh, okay. you, if you want to put some plat double platinums in there or some uh, iridiums, you certainly can. It's probably what I would do because I only want to do it once. There's no real, I, I don't know why they want to do it every thirty thousand miles other than the, the plugs that they were. 
putting in there were a dollar fifty. Versus okay. Okay. You also find out that those ones that you're going to buy the iridiums or the ruthiums are going to be anywhere from eleven to twenty six bucks a piece. Just so you know. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Well, thank you guys so much. You bet. Appreciate the call. We're going to take a quick break on the Mister Mechanic Show. Five five eight eleven ten is the number to get in. We'll be right. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110. We're fixing cars all day long. We're going to shoot to Dan. Yep. Hello, Dan. fellas. Dan, what you got yep. there? What's going on? Uh, this is, uh, you there? Yep. We're ready. Okay, this, this is my son's car. I'm uh, doing the dad thing for him. He's got a 2015 uh, Kia Optima, uh, 150000 on it, the engine locked up. Okay. Um, what do you recommend to do with the car? If it were mine, I'd put a motor in it. Yep. You'd put a motor in it? Yep. Have you called the dealership? Uh, we have not. I guess there is a recall on that on that uh, certain series, I guess. And, Absolutely. Uh, that, that'd, be the first, that'd be the first call I'd make or probably the first tow that I would make is to tow it to them and then have them take okay. a look at it and and tell them exactly that. I heard there's a class action lawsuit against it. Um, what can you do for me? And then let okay. it kind of, let it play out from there. The worst worst case you've you know worst case scenario you've you wasted a toe and some time. But right, I've, right. I've had a lot of people that uh, <laughs> have done the same thing, or we've recommend do the same thing, and um, they've got them replaced. I think they've since solved this they, particular problem. Um, pardon me. I think they since. I think they have since solved this particular problem. Um, but, oh, okay. But Honda Kia are together. It's the same company, just two different names, and okay. uh, they okay. they seem to have sta- stood by and st- a lot of their problems. What oh, they've yeah. got, you know. All right. So it's it's pretty common with this engine. Uh, yep. Kia yeah. Optima. Yeah. The uh, now, did he run it out of oil or was yeah, it just running fine? No, no I just just driving down the highway and it locked up on him a few days ago, and we oh. uh, towed it to a. We're, we live in West Point, and we uh, took it to a reliable mechanic there, and he said sure. the engine's locked up. Yeah. Call Kia. So, get them on the phone. They're okay. standing behind this thing actually very, very yeah. diligent. Yeah. Okay. yeah, better than I, I would probably say anybody else has in the past. Yeah, I've never okay. seen anything like it. But, yeah, yeah they're, uh, yep. give them a call. All right. I appreciate your help. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you bet. You bet. Appreciate the call with you. Yeah, you know, that's um, – we just talk about that. Everybody has some sort of particular problems, and uh, that's one of theirs. Yeah, they know it. <laughs> they know and it. The same token, they're just going to – and what you do is you just kind of – you don't replace all these engines that have an issue. You just write it out and see how long it'll last. If one has an issue, then then you go do it. So, yeah. But as you mentioned, cars are kind of complicated, very, and they're just getting worse. You know, I, I seen an article the other day about the uh, all the – AI, the artificial artificial intelligence, and then the cameras that are staring at you as you know, as you have this Super Cruise or you have like the Tesla, they're they're looking at you, finding out whether or not you're falling asleep. Um, so they're they're collecting data on you too, as as you Horrific. do that. Well, I want to get analyzed by my car. Well, your Google's listening to you. <laughs> you know, they're listening to us now. Yeah. Facebook, all that other kind of stuff. So your car is going to start be listening to you as, as you go forward. 
and maybe mm-hmm. it maybe it, you said something about being hungry, and the next thing you know, you up on the screen. Pops. Isn't that crazy how that works? Yeah, it happened to me the other day. It's gonna yeah, <laughs> it, it is kind of weird how that happens, and uh, we, we kind of like it, but kind of it's an intrusion of, of privacy at the same time. So you're you're driving down the road, and maybe you're thinking that you're hungry, and all of a sudden a Burger King ad pops up or a McDonald's ad or yeah. Uh, Didn't we do that ad that article about uh? The car ordering food for you, or something, yeah. or ordering for yeah. the car, and it's- yeah, and and lo- you know, a lot of things we do with when I look at this kind of into the future. Some of it's in the future, and some of it's happening now. Like you can you can do some of that with your go to certain gas stations. You can just plug that into your car, and it already knows you pulled up to the pump, and you're at a whatever station, and uh, you just pump it, and the receipt goes right to your car, which is kind of that's too much for me. It's too much. For is this me. thing gonna write my eulogy too? <laughs> Yeah, God, crash. That'll, that'll be a story. <laughs> so, yeah, if the car crashes and it knows that you're not responsive, it all of a sudden it spits out something for you. Yeah, yeah. Kind of freaky. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to go over to uh, JC. He's got a 13 Nissan Pathfinder. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a Nissan Pathfinder, and uh, I went on vacation, and it's set up for about uh, 10 days. And now... When I go to drive the car, if I put it in, uh, if I'm trying to back up and, and reverse, the car wants to stop moving. And then if I if I'm going forward and I turn my wheels to to the right, it, it um, the car hesitates and I don't understand what's going on with it. Is it in four wheel like drive? Yes, a four wheel drive. Is it is it is in two wheel drive or is it in all the time four wheel drive? Oh, it, I usually keep it in the two-wheel drive. Okay. J- JC, hang on just a second. We're going to talk to you off the air about this, see if we can kind of guide you in a direction, you know, and uh, try okay. to help you out. So hang on. Hang tight for just a minute. So, all right, Kyle, that's another hour. That's another fast hour. Bunch yeah. of calls today. We didn't have to call anybody. Yeah. Larry, we want to hear from you next week. Yeah. We about that to... Ford Taurus. We didn't hear from you this week, so uh, we need to know what's going on. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. on our minds. We're Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge. Stop in and see us. I'm Bob. Kyle. See you next week. Are you leftovers or... The DMV Number 97. or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.